It's therapeutic, again, just to write out the thoughts, identify the corners, you know, where the cobwebs were, yeah. um, and get in there and kind of at least shine a light on it and be like, yeah. hey, look, a cobweb. Yeah. Um, and so that was mostly cathartic when I started writing it. And then um, when I made my husband cry, I knew, I oh, knew I was wow. onto something. <laughs> Welcome back to episode 19 of the CCM Podcast. Uh, if you've never listened before, CCM Podcast, that's short for Central Coast Music, because we are all about uh, musicians from the Central Coast. Uh, maybe not from, people who are active in the Central Coast right now, musicians. I'm your host, my name is Matt Vargo, and uh, yeah, the Central Coast, I define it as, uh, you know, San Luis Obispo County, maybe another county to the north and it's, it's up for debate whether Santa Barbara is Central Coast, but uh, more on that later. Um, today's guest is a singer-songwriter. She does more with less strings. She's the ukulele chick. She's a game night host. Uh, it's maybe in time. Yay! <laughs> Hi, Matt. Hello. Um, yay. I, I thought for a second you were going to applaud yourself. The, uh, that was like the audience going wild. Yay! Yeah, it could It could happen. <laughs> it could happen. <laughs> The cats are all meow. It's like laughing at your own jokes. Or... I've never done that. No, never. No. Um, here's my, um, I'm obligated to ask you this question first. How was the drive into my place this afternoon? Oh, um, you know, a little a little harrowing. I'm pretty sure some uh, bush- bushes uh, scraped along the side of my car. Uh-oh. Um, but it's totally fine. Don't even worry uh, about it. Please don't sue for damages. Okay. <laughs> that was easy. All right. Good talk. Um... <laughs> Uh, Save the bushes. What was I going to say? Oh, harrowing. Ten cool points for using the word harrowing. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I was going to drink water, hoping you would give me more points for more things. <laughs> no, I stopped as soon as I started drinking water to create Dang an it. awkward oh, moment. Oh, man. I'm, I'm an expert in that department. Yes. Anyway, all right. So if you've never listened to the CCM podcast, what we're going to do is we're going to get to know, uh, boy, how do I, do I call you maybe? You can call me maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, and that makes sense. And maybe you'll explain why. Maybe not. Maybe it'll remain a mystery. Maybe. Either way. It's cool. So um, we're going to get to know maybe. Um, maybe. Oh, wait. Did I give it away? No. Um, and uh, throughout the episode, she's going to play two songs. Uh, so stick around. Um, you ready? I'm ready. Cool. Uh, hey, where are you from? Uh, I grew up in Riverside, California. Oh, Riverside. Um, uh, yeah, pretty normal suburban, you know, kind of life. Maybe normal to you. I moved to Southern California oh. after growing up elsewhere. Oh, how did and it's, it's how interesting. Was that? Yeah, it is. Well, so you grew up uh, and graduated high school there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I. Yeah, I did. Yeah, all of the schooling there, <laughs> except for college, which yeah. is when I moved up here. Ah, so you did you were you a Cal Poly student then? Yeah, I studied okay, animal cool. science, um, and then I got my teaching credential in science, and uh, stayed in the area. Married my husband, who's a software engineer. Oh. Um, and so for a man, for a couple years, uh, I was substitute teaching, and um, we got a house in Grover. Nice. 
and all was good until like yeah all was good until <laughs> I quit my job and did other things and uh, eventually led me to music or yeah. doing music full time so all is no longer good That's all, no, all is all is very good now yeah. Um, because I'm actually doing what I love to do instead the, of teaching. <laughs> that's right. That's interesting. Science, um, anyway. I like teaching um, music, though. Yeah. So. Um, oh, you mentioned you live in Grover. Yeah. There's a chance. Well, we'll see. Nadia and I are, in the next year, we're moving somewhere. We're to move, yeah. There's a chance we could become your neighbor down there. That'd be cool. So, who knows? Honestly, but, it's a cool place. I actually really like Grover. Do you Beach. recommend it? I do. I do, actually. <laughs> Um, there's some road repairs and whatnot going on, but I, I don't know. I like it. It's sort of, it doesn't feel as like pretentious as like slow or anything like that. And it feels like families live there. You know what yeah. I mean? So right. it's, um, still pretty accessible, but, um, how is it dealing with that little sliver of traffic every day? Or maybe you don't have to, you know, I grew up in Riverside. It does not bother me. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Context and you know, it's all relative, right? I grew yeah. up I grew up uh an hour east of LA and rush hour traffic is nothing here. It's really nothing. Yeah, if those of you who are Southern California familiar, that that pass on the ninety one, right? Yeah. That you know. Yikes. So yeah, here I'll explain for you uh noobs. Um there's only basically because of the there's a small mountain range, what is it, the Santa Ana Mountains, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Um, between Orange County and Riverside. And so there's basically one valley where there's a freeway going through from Orange County to Riverside County. It's the 91, and even though it's like six lanes wide in each direction, you will be going five miles an hour for about an hour Mm -hmm. (laughs) if you want to get from Orange County to Riverside County. It's not fun. No, but... Better. I hope you have AC. Yes. I'm saying if you live down there. Yes, if you live down there, you must. You you must. Otherwise... Yeah. Yeah. Those mountains are what keep the 90-degree summer temperatures from becoming 105-degree summer temperatures yeah, it's, it's, between Orange County and Riverside. Yeah. It, is, it, is a, it is a hot place. I mean, it wasn't a bad place to grow up or anything, but man, do I love living here. It's yeah. insane. <laughs> so that's a perfect transition because I always like to get people's journey. and like. So obviously school brought you here. What kept you here? Um, uh, love. I, okay. I married Brian, and he got a job in the area. So we were able to stay. Cool. I would not have been able to stay on a teacher's salary mm. had I been able to, yeah. um, you know, really get in with a, a school district here. So um, he has, he was able to stay, and I was so happy because I really didn't want to move up to the Bay Area or wherever tech yeah. company he could potentially have to go work for. Um, so it were, really worked out um, in that, so... And then my parents love coming up here too, yeah. so it's, it's gives them an rad. excuse. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it does. So. so. So by the way, does your husband happen to work for Cal Poly or or no? No, he okay. he works for like a small uh, satellite company okay. called SRI, which is it's super small. It's next yeah. to Mind Body, but it's not oh, gotcha. Mind Body. Just asking because Nadia is a programmer at Cal Poly, so oh, it's like, wait a second, maybe maybe they maybe actually know each other. other. <laughs> they might still know each other. Yeah. Um, did she also Doubt graduate it. from Cal Poly? No, we uh, we came from south. The right, south. that makes sense. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, let's let's wrap this up with. Uh, but you mentioned you love living here. Um, so what is it about? And maybe I don't know if it's something that has to do with the contrast to what Riverside was like. So what is it about living here that you love so much? I mean, 
it is primarily that the air is good to breathe. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, <laughs> whenever I go back down to visit, you know, relatives, I'm, I, you know, it'll be a good day at doing quotations. Air quotes. Um, uh, and it's still like, I can't breathe. <laughs> and like, I yeah. grew up in it. I was used to it right. as a kid. Um, yeah. So that's great. Um, and also people are just genuinely super super nice here it's uh it's not it's not usually an act or a front or anything like that yeah. and so you can really put your guard down yeah which is cool <laughs> um yes people do seem authentic i've noticed yeah. that too yeah um and there are, i didn't know this until i started uh, uh exploring music and, and and trying to play out more but there are a ton of musicians in this area yeah um, and so many are like people are so talented here. It's really inspirational. So it's a hidden gem. It is. It's yep. a hidden gem. Yeah, it's a good way of putting it. It's a magical land. That's always my <laughs> yes. That's my word. Um, cool. So then, that's cool. Uh, what are we at? We're at t- ten minutes. Um, let's go. Let's dive into music. You said you got to because uh, you you gave me this transition five minutes ago and I skipped it. That's fine. As I tend to do. So <laughs> I figure you can edit things together. Well, I try not to, but it's already happened once or twice. So my brain went blank. That's okay. Big shock to everyone listening. I know, big shock uh, that my brain could go there. Yeah. Yeah. So earlier you said, uh, I, I made fun of you because you said it was all good until mm-hmm. dot, 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 which is a great like cliffhanger, like That's true. commercial break yes. right there, you know. Uh, word brought to you from our sponsors. No, let's finish that thought. So uh, you said it's recently you've gotten to get back into music. So what what happened? How did that happen? Um, so yeah, so I I mean I've always been in choir. Like even even when I ended college and school, where you would normally probably end like choral life or whatever. There are a ton of choirs in this area as well. Oh. I didn't um, even know that. Yeah, there's like vocal arts ensemble, Canzona Women's Choir. There's a Resonance Choir. Which so does, that I've heard. I've heard that name. Out, um, they only do it do their concert series in the summer. Um, uh, all wonderful, fantastic choirs. So I, um, I was involved in choir f- uh, for a number of years. Really, the the dot 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 was, um, <laughs> I, I, teaching was emotionally really much too draining for me and i felt like i really couldn't service my students what age by the way i was um mostly if i was doing like my subject matter which was science i was mostly doing junior high and high school okay um and uh yeah like the students themselves were not really the problem the problem was i just felt like like i said i just couldn't provide with the materials and the resources i was given um and that just really bummed me out and so um I didn't think I was emotionally mature enough to teach, and so I um, pulled out of that, and I went and I decided to try to like pull in animal science mm. because that made sense to me because it was my it's my degree, um, and I went to vet tech school, so I went yeah. back to school um, to be. You a were vet diagnosing tech. my cats earlier. I, <laughs> I tend to do that, and it's, I shouldn't. I'm not a veterinarian. Um, <laughs> no, I took advantage of you telling me that detail, and I'm like, oh, what about this? Yes. Anyway. <laughs> There's a spot on my cat. Can you look at that? Why does my cat have this weird personality? Sometimes they do this thing that I don't like. Can you tell me if that's a thing I should check out? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, 
So I, I, I went to school for that, and for a number of years, I was, uh, I was a vet tech, but I kind of ran into the same problem, where it was emotionally very draining, because even though I was passionate about animals, it was upsetting, you know? It was just upsetting, like, some people couldn't give the service they needed for their animals, and you would end up, you know, sad, sorry, sad, sad story time. You would end up putting down animals just because someone didn't have the money to treat their animal. And it's just not, it's not what you do with a human. You know what I yeah. mean? So the, as for someone that you, that loves animals and f not just for me, like most people who work in that field get huge um, bouts of depression because wow. it's, it's, it's just a tricky, it's a tricky job. It really is to service animals. And you are also on top of that, really not paid for your time or mm. compensated well. And you're usually yeah. overworked pretty, pretty hard. So. Probably people who love animals sign up because they love animals. Yes. Not because the pay is so great. Yes. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's definitely that. And yeah. And uh, I guess you could say the same thing with music, but at <laughs> yeah. least you're not, you know, um, at least you're not putting dogs down. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, people may sometimes put you down based on your performance. That's true. That's true. And <laughs> Or maybe, um, speaking from experience, you put yourself down. Yeah, that's, yep. uh, that's that something is... that happens. But uh, also not free of totally emotional uh, pain, but no, no, a different no. sort. It's a different sort, yes. Um, feel a little more in control of, of, the, of that pain, I think. Let's go a little more in detail. Let's fill in the gaps musically. So you said you were always in choir. So when did always start? Where always, did... always started in junior high. Um, okay. Although you know, I saw like my mom was in plays and stuff, so oh. she would bring home soundtracks. To... Kind of a family thing. Oh or, yeah. Yeah. I mean, mom will tell you <laughs> that I learned everything from her. If if you meet her, that that might be the first thing that she tells you. Yeah. Um. Hi, mom. Um, <laughs> Uh, and, and, uh, it's probably true. Yeah. She would bring home musical theater, like albums and, um, she would learn, uh, plays and she would put on old movies that had music in them. And so, uh, yeah, she really, I think spurred a love of music in a very specific, you know, musical theater way. Um, and then, yeah, I did choir uh, from junior high on, and uh, I was uh, an alto. They pretty much put you where they need you, and so I was an alto <laughs> in junior high and high school, and I, I liked it. I liked harmonizing quite a bit. Um, and when you're doing those kinds of like harmonies, uh, you get a good ear for mm. the parts, right? And you can. And the altos, for some reason, sometimes get stuck like in between the tenors and the sopranos. Yeah. So I was getting, I was getting a lot of, of different cool harmonies from them. Yeah. Um, I I feel like more. I I didn't realize what choir did for me. Yeah. Until you have to work with a musician that was never in uh -huh. choir and yep. they didn't have to stand beside two people singing two different parts mm -hmm. than they're singing. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. It so. is. It is a talent that you do not think about because you do it every day at school, like when you're a kid, and you don't really think about it, but like you're honing it every day, and it's just the thing that kind of gets beat into you. But when people ask you, like, how do you, how do you know how to sing? You're like, I don't know, like, <laughs> 20 years of choir? I don't know. Yeah, that'll do it. Um, so, 
yeah. And so are you in a choir right now also still? No. Okay. I, you know what? Uh, I like my nights free so I can go play. Yeah. Um, I miss it, but I kind of want to do my own thing right now. So that's where your music your music background is mostly vocal it's choir most, music. Yes. That's where... Yeah, it's mostly, okay. mostly tight harmonies, um, acapella, and stuff like that. Cool. Yeah. So this is a great point to leave a cliffhanger dot 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 little did she know because i think i'd like to hear the first song that you're going to play oh and then let's get let's figure out how the ukulele came in we'll do that after your song Uh, sounds good does that make sense oh yeah that totally totally tracks it works yeah uh so give us a second everybody be right back all right it's time for maybe in time's first song of the podcast I know how to say that word. Mm-hmm. I'm smart. You did it. Um, thank you. Mm-hmm. That means so much. Uh, so why don't you tell us anything you would like to tell us about the song? Uh, I have a hard time introducing songs, but um, the song's called The Fall. Um, and it's sort of taking your... I've never really had to explain it, but I guess it's taking your negative expectations and turning them around. A little bit and sort of flipping the script on your brain a little bit so instead of falling you're flying cool so. what i know is all jumbled but i know this much is true been falling for some time did you notice it too yes that's why you reached out and held on to me so we could fall together into the
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I love that song. Yeah. Um, thank you. Yeah. Great job. So it's usually a good time for me to ask you about um, the the instrument that you are playing. The mm-hmm. specific, not just that it's a ukulele, but like, tell oh, me how specifically. So. Actually, I'm just going to start this question this way. Okay. I try. I like to ask for fan questions before we start, and um, a lot of times I don't get any. But this this must be a good sign. There are uh, two questions that I've gotten to ask you. Oh. And the reactions on the post are uh, there are no actual just likes. There are three loves on the post. Are one of them so, my mom? Because I don't know. <laughs> I didn't check because my phone is being used for another purpose. But, but uh, no, um, well, that is really cool, and so, I totally accept that if it is one of my relatives, because that's super I think, super important. I think two of them are not, but okay. I'm guessing. We'll find out later. I'll okay. ask you this question, then I'll do the research. Cool. Hard hitting. What in the world? It's your cats behind my. Where is? I don't know. I hear I hear something over here. <laughs> oh my god! You gosh. got headphones on. You can't. You don't have the spatial awareness. If that you're I hearing do. this. The the box there's a narrow box that our new cat just loves and will jump in there. So if you hear that noise, just ignore it. Pay attention to the sound of Maybe's voice. Okay. Um, all right. So the question is <laughs> that's a long way. Donna Wolf has a question. Oh, hey Donna. She wants to ask how was the ukulele introduced to you? Good question. Um, uh, Christmas of 2017. Oh. Um, I didn't know it at the time but i was uh was going through some um mental health issues and my father-in-law i think recognized it before i did hmm. and he gave me a ukulele and he's a musician um oh. and he thought um and i'm not sure if it was brian's idea my husband's idea or his idea but uh they just thought that it'd be something nice to do you know hmm. with my um with like my spare time, um, make music, write music, or just sing it. Um, so, and they were right; it was really helpful. So that's that's how the ukulele was introduced. And it's not the same one that I play out now. But, oh, okay, um, so it's a different one. Yeah, it's okay. not a, it's not electric. The electric one is just easier to right. plug in and play. Um, that's a really good question. Um, yeah, cool. Yeah, um, and that's good. So that's a good starter because uh, you talked about choirs and everything. Yeah, but writing music and singing in a choir are definitely two very different things. Totally. So, when did uh, writing music come into your to your mind? Was it when you got the ukulele, and now it was like you kind of yeah. stumbled upon it, or how did that happen? No, I, 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 um, I started writing when I quit my vet tech job. Yeah. Um, uh, because I had mixed emotions about not working, uh, I kind of fell into uh, another depressive phase. But um, um, and I didn't really understand why I was feeling the ways I was feeling until I started writing uh, lyrics. So and yeah, I've, when you say writing, you mean you were just writing okay. thoughts and feelings and uh, yeah, like poems yeah, in po- okay. poem form. Um, and uh, at that point, I'd been playing the ukulele every day because it was helpful and it was kind of therapeutic. And so I started just strumming and singing and coming up with melody lines and then figuring out before I even know what knew kind of like what the chords I was playing were, I just kind of figured out what sounded good together. And it was therapeutic, again, just to write out the thoughts, identify, you know, the corners, you know, 
where the cobwebs were yeah. um, and get in there and kind of at least shine a light on it and be like, yeah. hey, look, a cobweb. Yeah. Um, and so um, that was mostly cathartic when I started writing it. And then um, when I made my husband cry, I knew I oh, knew I wow. was on to something. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Because uh, he likes music, but he's you know he's he's more of an analytical mind. So wow! So for him to be moved by a piece of music, yeah, I was like, wow. ah, ah, aha. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, yeah. So that's when I started trying to play out more and do that sort of thing. Very good. So yeah, I was going to say this. Um, you know, there are preconceived notions about the ukulele and mm-hmm. people who play on them. And I held those. <laughs> so I remember seeing your name pop up on gigs that I wasn't on, you know, gigs I almost would have gone to or played with that I could, oh, maybe in time, you know, playing ukulele. And so you have in your mind, oh, yeah, it's probably these like cute little songs or something, you know. Yeah. And so, but when I heard your, your music, like there's a much different depth and it's very interesting music to listen yeah. to, um, yeah. which is not what I ex- expected when I heard oh there's this person who plays ukulele yeah um which is yeah very cool no yeah um, I, thank you I, thank you i appreciate that i uh i i like the adjective interesting <laughs> yeah well it's yeah it, there's there's so many songs i hear where it's like yeah i've heard this before you yes. know and not in like a like not in a good way like you know yeah same old stuff you yeah. know, and I don't get that with yours. And so I know we, uh, the last gig we, well, the only gig we played together at, um, in Cambria, um, Pints on the Porch. Yes. I was trying to think of well, what I it was called. Because I want to plug them. Cassie Nichols episode, yes. uh, what is it, 15 or something? Um, that uh, while the first people were playing, do you remember their name by any chance? I want to shout them out. Oh, uh, the Tatiana? Yeah. I believe. I don't I remember so. his name. Yeah. So but. they played a Radiohead song. And yes. we were in the back harmonizing and singing along. We were, yeah. To the radio <laughs> song. So yeah. So where are some of the? I guess what music do you enjoy listening to, and do you think that like influenced the songs that you write and the moods and the stuff that you come up with? What the cats are alive, people. I'm very distracted. <laughs> yeah, um, it's easy to be distracted with these two. Oh my god, she's so cute. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> Zoom. Wait, do play by play. Give us play uh, by play. Oh, uh, the calico is rounding the corner. The Maine Coon is stealthily watching from afar, tail whipping softly in the breeze. <laughs> Diggy is distracted by the smell of shoes. And purses. <laughs> purses. <laughs> That's very good. That's exciting. Ah, That's yeah. exciting. Thank you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Do you remember I host the question? a game night every night. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, what was I saying? So uh, what what stuff do you listen to or like oh. what do you think influences the sound of your your song? Um great question. I listen to a lot of different things um which I'm sure everybody says. Um <laughs> my favorite band is Metric, which is a Canadian rock pop oh. electric band. Never heard of them. Uh really cool. Would recommend um um Kitties. and they are especially the the uh, Emily Haynes, who's the um, the front woman of that band, is kind of an idol of mine. She's 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 so cool, and she writes really cool lyrics. Um, and uh, so I think, like, vocally and lyrically, I think I try to aspire to be sort of like that. Um, and I mean, I just I listen to a lot of stuff. Um, Are you a Radiohead the, fan? You? I do like Radiohead. Yeah. Yes. 
uh, it's not like the number one thing I listen to. Cool. Yeah, uh, but you know, it's on the it's on the playlist. It pops up on the Pandora every once yeah. in a while. <laughs> um, uh, but you know, I like I listen to Beatles. I listen to Elton John. I listen to older stuff. I play a lot of older stuff. So, like when I do covers and I busk out and and that sort of thing. Um, so a lot of sixties, uh, a lot of seventies rock, um, and pop. Um, and I think I'm inspired a lot by the stuff I grew up with too. So a lot of musical theater, um, probably Disney, even if (laughs) I don't necessarily want to admit it, I think subliminally it's in there. Uh, it's easy to be like ashamed of Disney, but there were some of the the classic songs. songs. Like yeah. Beauty and the Beast, oh like the God. entire movie. Oh, you know, Hans Zimmer wrote Lion King stuff. Right. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of great music in Disney movies. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So I think a lot of those chord changes kind of like just tapped into my brain. Cool. So I yeah. like to uh, put in a lot of chord changes often into my songs. Um, I think it's the older music that I listened to as a kid. Less yeah. so the newer stuff. but. Uh-huh. Um, and there's nothing wrong with a four chord song. I'm not saying that. It's just <laughs> I like playing jazzy weird chords on this. Yeah. On this on the ukulele. Well, and yeah, and actually both are true because the chorus to that last song it was four chords, but yes, it was not the it not, was. not the typical four chords. Yes, it was. Yeah. It was definitely four <laughs> chords. And there's nothing wrong with that. Right. Um. So yeah. Very cool. So you do busking. Yeah. Where around here, I have not seen many people at all doing that. So um, downtown slow, I would imagine. Um, most beach. Well, uh, it's like legal busking. I busk at uh, Dockside, Dockside Two, Tognazini's down in Morro Bay. Okay, all the okay. time. And it's not really. I guess it's more like playing for tips. Okay. Yeah, yeah. but which is which yeah. is busking. The lines yeah. are pretty blurred there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, he. You know, uh, we get we get food. Nice. That is, I say, Sign me we. Up. I mean, right? Exactly. <laughs> really good food um, down there, and then any of the tips we make. So, cool. uh, it's very like Wild West when you when you play out and you're busking and you're just trying to like read the room a little bit. Oh and yeah. Like, okay, they like that Elton John song, so maybe I do some like soft, softer things. So or... it's indoor. It's in the restaurant. It, well, it's outside. They okay. have a so there's the a patio the, thing. There's like their main restaurant, and then they have like a, a patio like takeout fishmonger okay. uh, window thing. So you can go in, get fish, or you can sit out on the patio and eat your tacos or gotcha. whatever, on your fish and chips and whatever. And I will be out on the patio periodically. Cool. Um, a couple times a month. Um, nice. That's like the main one I do, and then I'll do songwriters that play here and there, and right. Um, so that sort of thing. You when you're doing the uh, what you're calling busking, which yeah, <laughs> we don't we'll call it that because it's kind of what it is. What the heck, yeah. Um, so you do a mix of originals and covers. Yeah. During that. Yeah. But when you do the Steve Key songwriters to play, you do all originals. All cover. Or yeah, all originals. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yes. Um, all right. So. There's another fan question, and normally I don't skip to this yet, but I, I uh, we're going to skip there because I, I know I'm going to forget to ask you if we yeah. don't do this. So I like to go away from music for a period of the podcast and ask some fun, non-music-related life things. Okay. Um, so we'll get to the fan, the fan question after. Uh, are there days where you do not pick up your instrument and sing and write songs? Or is that like every day... Uh, occurrence 
I don't maybe write every day, but mm. I definitely practice every day. Okay. You do practice every day. I do. What, what else happens in a normal day in your life? Uh, I mean, is um, there anything? If I'm not uh, doing a show or getting ready for one, um, um, you know, I'm walking my dog. I'm oh. uh, cleaning the house, you know, doing normal chore stuff, normal human adult things. Normal human activities. Yeah. <laughs> uh, making dinner. I like I like cooking. Um, I get ready for game night. Which game is night. More, Tell us more about game night. Which is more involved than you might think, uh, because we play tabletop RPGs. So, um, if I am the one to, if I'm the, if I'm the dungeon master, yes, that's what it's called. Um, <laughs> you were well, avoiding. You were, well, there was, was this moment. Like, you what? see, me, she's like. Should I say this word? <laughs> okay, know. I'm saying the word. Uh, or I guess you could say game master. Um, to <laughs> too late. More PC. It's on the yep, internet. It's, it's too. It's, it's, I mean, that's what forever. people know. They know D and D, and you would say it's a dun- your dungeon master, um, or DM for short. Anyway, uh, if you're getting ready to uh, be the boss, you know, like you have to have all of your ducks in the row, and you have to like prepare stuff, and it takes a good amount of like time and energy basically make like a story for other people to play Mm -hmm. um uh but the cool thing about gaming is that no matter how much you prepare ultimately you're dealing with three four other players who are probably going to deviate a lot more than you think and you're going to probably improvise way more than you think you probably won't even touch most of the material you write so you know (laughs) it's kind of fun i also do improv um Um, a part of the musical improv team for cool. Central Coast Comedy Theater. Nice. Um, where does that Where does that go on? Where could I catch one of those? Fantastic uh, question. You can <laughs> you can, well you can follow them on Facebook because they play out at various places. They, various places. Yeah. Monterey Deli, I think, is we're going to be there this Saturday. But of course, nice. you know, it's just in downtown Slow. Exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, we play at, we've played at Seven Sisters. I'm not yeah. sure what the deal is with that, with the ownership change. I'm not right. sure. Um, uh, up in the Siren in Morro Bay. Okay. Like we're all... Cool. The, it, I had yeah. no idea, but I love that stuff. Yeah. So you should definitely go online to Central Coast Comedy Theater and like their page and follow them because uh, <laughs> Sabrina, the woman that um, is the owner of the theater, is super rad. And yeah. um, the theater is really just full of wonderful people. And I can't say any... Any more good things about them? Or I can, but you know, no, we. <laughs> uh, I can't not say. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not. I I'm can't drop not it. not not say any more. Not not good things. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I'm an improv about not not them. <laughs> I'm used to thinking on my feet. Um. Anyway. Uh, cool. But yeah, that's something I do. Uh, and that's pretty rad, and that community is is super super cool. And anything else? Well, here this is a good place to go. This was the fan question I didn't want to forget. Okay. You could call it a fan question. You could call it a friend question. Okay. Because Sarah Bicklin, I mean, wait, Sarah Molly, <laughs> um, as she is known, you know. I can't wait for this her question. Alter ego. This is actually a question I asked her. She was the first person I ever asked this question on the podcast. And it was a spectacular moment. So, if you were a character in a video game, uh-huh. what would be, what everyday object would you have as your uh, 
your thing, your tool, your okay. weapon. Okay. Your fill in the blank. Uh, okay. And if you need a second, I can tell you what mine was. Yeah, what was yours? Listeners have heard this, but mine would be my pour-over coffee kettle with the gooseneck, because I use it every day. Yes. I know it. I'm an expert with it. Yes. That's my thing. Sarah said, um, what'd she say? A toothbrush. Because <laughs> she likes having a clean mouth. Okay. <laughs> so. I would be interested in what kind of um, video game that would be. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> now I'm just thinking like a tooth fairy like role-playing game. Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, I think, oh, shoot. Oh, my gosh, you're... Sorry, your cat just so, did like a butt jiggle and it was really adorable. This, oh yeah, the uh, about to pounce butt wiggle. Yes. Yeah. Um, gosh, that's a really great question. I think <laughs> I'd say like... That's the sound of a cat scratching a post, by the way, everybody. I'd say like a a, a book of spells, but like, like spells that were only really meant to just... Like, this is so corny. <laughs> Give out like affirmations and like make people feel good. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the least dangerous spell book ever. Uh huh. That's one you don't mind if it falls into the wrong hands. Yeah, exactly. Because all I can do with it is make people feel good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there you it's, go. It's a. Uh, That's very creative. Yeah, it's the antithesis of D and D. Just make everybody your friend. It's fine. <laughs> so I've never played Dungeons and Dragons because I grew up. Not in not my parents, but the uh, the Christian school that I went to, mm-hmm. uh, you know, very strict rules and sure. that's evil. You know? I I that's also went to devil. private Christian school for oh, a number man. of years. So. Oh boy, we should have talked about that. I we should have, but you know, what are you gonna do? <laughs> no, can't go back in time. <laughs> Did it? Because okay, um, <laughs> it's a good one. It's a good one, Matt. See, I I'm I'm funny. You're too. funny. You're totally um, funny. All right, let's do let's do uh, something fun that I like to do. Let's do some. Um, ooh, should we do the rapid fire music questions? Should we do the would you rather music questions? Oh boy! I'll let you decide. Pick your fate. Would you rather? Would yeah. Is that a question? <laughs> that was no. that was my choice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> that was you know you went up at the. Would you rather? I mean, yeah. All you have to do is in end the sentence dot, like dot, this, and, and then, then it's a question. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Um, now this is going to be interesting because because a lot of these were based on a guitar point of view. Oh, but let's let's go with it. Okay. Let's see. Yeah. Let's see what happens. Um, would you rather perform a song missing your highest string or missing your lowest string? She's looking at her ukulele, <sighs> deciding which string she would reject. Oh, see, this is really tricky. Because <laughs> you only have four, so I that's twenty-five percent of your strings <laughs> right there. And Okay, so I would get rid of the G string, but what's it's not the, the... Which one's the G? Oh. But it's not the lowest. It's the it's the fourth string. So ukulele is strung G, C, E, A, but this is... Here, I'll play it real quick. <laughs> yes, thank you. Um, for real, your, real life demonstration here. For, um, so this is from G, C, E, A. So they're not in an... Uh, oh, wow. They're not in an ascending order. They're not chronological or whatever. No. So uh, you want that C and the E and the A because those are helpful to making good chords. And then the G, sometimes you you can play. That is the, it's the closest string to you, I guess. Yeah, I would probably. It's what a low E would be on a guitar. Yeah, I mean, like, although without that G, like, you just don't get that sound of the ukulele. But the A is so important. I play that 
all the time just by yeah. itself. And it's, those little melodies on top. Exactly. It's wow. the brightest string, so I probably want to hold on to that. I don't know. I didn't know they were tuned that way. Maybe the C. I don't know. Okay. Um, <laughs> this might be obvious based on previous conversation. Would you rather be just an instrumentalist in a band? Just maybe let's, I guess we'd say ukulele, or just the vocalist? The vocalist. Just vocalist. Yeah. With your choir background. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, would you rather write only lyrics or only music? Oh, lyrics. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And that you mentioned that's where you started before you, yeah. So yeah, I think I do that. Uh, would you rather play only in front of an audience or only at home? Let's just say you and your husband, I guess. Wow. And your dog. <laughs> um, oh, whoa. I think audience. I think uh, these are rapid, so I won't, I won't no, go. No, you, you can okay. expand if you want. Yeah. Because um, like initially, right, the songs were for me to help me uh, just kind of figure out my moods and understand myself a little better. But uh-huh. um, if I, you know, I mean, it's cliche to say, but like if you can help other people, like why wouldn't you? So I think I'd want to play for other people. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, would you rather, oh, there we go. Kitty attack. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Okay, would you rather play uh, in a new city or in a familiar venue? New city. Okay. Why? Uh, new energy. It's mm-hmm. more exciting. Usually helps helps my nerves. Actually, th- going off, we're going on a tangent. Do you? Uh, how do you play when you play in a new venue? Do you find that you tend to play better, worse? Uh. uh that's a really good question. I I think there's, like, it feels like the the stakes are a little... I don't, that's not true either. <laughs> Dang it, I was going to say the stakes are lower because, like, nobody knows you. Mm-hmm. But then again, if you make a good impression, maybe they'll have you back. Well, I'm just asking because I know, you know, we played Pints on the Porch the other day. And you've done that before? Yeah. That's, that's the first time I've played there. Yeah. So when I'm at a first time in a new place, I think I go into it wanting to impress or whatever. You know, like, yeah. so I have a different energy, a different vibe, different kind of excitement going into a new yeah. place. But I don't know. Uh, I think I might I don't know be, if everyone's like that or not. So. No, I think that might be that might be the case. Um, I think I might be like a little more like on top of what I'm doing and maybe a little less... Um, like let's just wing it. And I usually yes. have like a like a set list, and I understand, you know, like kind of the story I want to tell. Yeah. Um, because I know the songs I want to sing. But the second time, maybe I take it a little more for granted. Maybe just it's touch and like. Yeah. I don't have a set list and or a story, and so maybe it's not as cohesive. Yeah. yeah I know. Yeah, I usually prepare a little more the first time. I'm yeah. like, uh, yeah, just what you said. Yeah, I have nothing to add. Um, okay, a few more. Uh. Would you rather play in 100-degree weather or in 30-degree weather? 100-degree weather. Why? I I am a lizard person, and I am cold <laughs> most of the time I live here on the central coast. That being said, I don't wish to live in 100-degree weather ever again. But, again, right. Uh, Keyword again. Uh, but... I, I can deal with the heat, because I grew up in it, gotcha. and... Yeah. yeah, I can't Riverside. play. I can't play if my fingers are cold either. Yep. So you're not the first to say that. Okay. All right. Last one. Now I need your assistance on this one. Okay. You need to think of your two least favorite genres of music to listen to, and which one of those would you rather listen to if you had to? Oh my gosh. 
<laughs> oh, what? Oh, well. So what would they be? Okay. Well, I think, I think country is probably my least favorite. Uh-huh. Um, and like. I don't know if butt rock is quite the word I want oh, yeah. to use. Oh, yeah, 80s glam rock kind But of. I think maybe butt rock would be what I would say. Um, I'd probably listen to butt rock over, over country. country. And that's What redeeming quality does it have that country doesn't? <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't know. That's a really good question. None! <laughs> what? Well, I guess, hmm... That's a really good question. Uh, sometimes just the beats are better. Just, okay. It's just a little more danceable, a little I bit see. more like, if it's going to be like silly music about, I don't know. If it's just going to, like the lyrics don't matter, I'd rather it be a good dance tune, right? Okay, I got you. Um, but if the lyrics, oh God, oh, I'm going to, whatever. If the lyrics are about <laughs> like, you know, tiny mini skirts and like barbecue stays, yeah, like, right. at least have like a good, I don't know. I'm just not. I'm not into the. I'm not into the chord progressions of the twang as much in the country, and I feel kind of bad about that because I love Dolly Parton and I like Casey Musgraves and I like some country people. Like country people, it's just as a genre, I don't usually like it. You so. wouldn't turn on country radio. No. When you get in the car. Mm-mm. Yeah. Gotcha. No. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Um, I think it's time for song number two. Unless there's something else on your mind that you want to uh, tell the world. Yeah, that tells me. I mean, I need to know. No, yeah, nothing. Nothing's like glaring. No. Cool. Um, all right, give us a sec. We're gonna get another song going. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uno momento, por favor. All right, it's time for maybe in time's second song. So set it up for us, or don't. Whatever. All right. Do uh, your thing, dude. <laughs> I uh, I wrote this for Halloween, and um, it's just so much fun to play. Um, it's not super serious, and I love it. So here we go. Please to make your acquaintance. I've missed good company. I'm so glad, so elated. Stay and have some tea with me. Sure, a fighter, the Nazi. 
test This night's not your best Now lay your head down to Nice. I love it. Uh, all right. We're all done here. Yay. Um, but why don't you tell uh, the millions of screaming fans where they can catch you maybe live next or where they can follow you online. Cool. Stalk you, et yeah. cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, I have a website. Uh, Maybeintime.com is uh, the best place of um You have finding... a dot .com? I do. I have You're a dot so .com. You're so cool. I... What? <laughs> um Whatever, it's not a big thing. Um, yeah, so maybe in time.com. It's just how you think it's spelled. Um, and that is, I have a calendar up that I, I'm pretty good about updating for the most part. It's pretty good. <laughs> uh, and also my, my social media is linked on that website as well. Um, but if you type in maybe in time in Facebook, you should find me there and Instagram as well. And... I have an album, and you can listen uh, to that on Bandcamp. So you can just, again, search for Maybe in Time um, there. You can listen to them for free for, like, a limited amount of plays, and then it will ask you to buy them. Um, but um, please check me out if you would like. I just want my music to get out there. So yeah, those are the things. All right. Those thanks. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me, Matt. Enjoy driving home in the dark on that dirt uh, road. Yeah. <laughs> I'll I'll uh, go real slow. Yeah. Real real slow. I imagine you guys have lots of deer here. Uh, yes, and uh, chupacabras and oh. Bigfoot and um, yeah, yeah. T Rexes, yeah. Velociraptors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard tales. Um, <laughs> anyway. The dinosaurs in the valley. <laughs> All right. Okay. See you later. Bye. Thanks. Bye.